everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Takes with CNM. I'm your girl M, and we're going to go ahead and get right into it with our weekly NFL breakdown. So, to get things started off, obviously last week was Thanksgiving, so hopefully y'all all had a good Thanksgiving, but we had Thanksgiving football as well with the Packers and the Lions. So, this is actually a really interesting game, went back and forth and really was right there up until the last minute, to be completely honest. I think Jordan Love was able to show immense growth in this game and was moving in the right direction. I do like what I saw, what I saw, what I what I was able to see <laughs> from the Packers. I think they showed a lot of fight. I know that this has been kind of a transitional season for them, especially moving away from Aaron Rodgers. You know, finally, and now we're moving into the Jordan Love era. And, you know, obviously I'm still, like, recovering in a way from the Devontae Adams trade. But I do think that this was a step in the right direction. They beat a very good team. This team has been hot from the very beginning since week one when they beat the Chiefs. And this team is, has a record that they have not had in a very, very long time. So they beat pretty much a, a hot streak team. You know, and everybody was able to contribute down to the running running game, but on, honestly, it came down to Jordan Love and him making the key throws in, in for them to be able to win the game. Now, if you look at it from the Lions' perspective, they just kind of ran into the wrong team at the wrong time, but you can't deny what they've done thus far. I mean, they've had a hell of a season. They're definitely going to the playoffs. You don't want to see them, you know, come January time, I don't believe, especially no team in the first round. But because that team has shown a lot of grit, they've definitely bought in to Dan Campbell, and they're ready to w- go through a wall for him, you know. And that has shown that they have that swagger, that dog in them this entire season. Jared Goff has been able to experience a huge career resurgence. I mean, de- definitely when he was traded there, I mean, nobody really expected him to really do a whole lot, you know, especially after the Rams basically had given up on him, essentially, after he had brought them to the Super Bowl and everything like that, but he has had a career resurgence, and he's doing great things for them, and they also have tons and tons of pieces as well, from their run game to their defense to their offense, Amara St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, they have Jameer Gibbs back there, um, David Montgomery, you know, and their O-line is nasty with Peniel Sewell as well just to anchor that line so they have a lot of good things cooking I'm definitely excited to see where they're going to go and keep going but they just they just kind of ran into the wrong team this week but they'll be back there's no doubt about that in my mind they will definitely be back getting into the commanders and cowboys I mean I think it's pretty standard to see the cowboys on Thanksgiving at this point they did exactly what they were supposed to do beat inferior competition <laughs> I mean nobody expected the commanders to go anywhere and while the commanders have been in a lot of games this year you know they basically have battled the eagles you know the top team in the league record wise for sure um down pretty much the last minutes they're still not a very good team they're still developing i mean sam howell definitely has established himself i think as the guy up there definitely think they give him another season with more pieces around him um and potentially you know ron ron rivera will not be there because he has not really shown anything of significance, you know, since his Carolina days, really, really to be honest, when Cam was there, and, you know, they had um, Ted Ginn and Luke K- 
Keith Lee and Josh Norman, them type of days. So he's not really shown anything since he got to Washington. I think that his time probably will be up. Eric Bianumi. I think they definitely do like the new ownership. Definitely likes what they have seen from him, especially for that offense. Why? So that offense has been fairly dormant. I mean, they really weren't that great in this game, you know, at least scoring 10 points. But in the other games when they've played these other top teams, like the Eagles and things like that, they've scored a ton of points, you know. So I think it was just about getting a different voice in there. Because that team, they do have their players. They have Gary Terry, you know, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, you know, just to name a few. So it's not like they don't have pieces. Logan Thomas as well. They just needed a different voice. And that offense has been very good. The defense kind of has hurt them in different spots. But, I mean, they did trade away their two best pass rushers. So that is to be expected pretty much. But I think that there's a lot that you can say that you like about what the commanders have done and what they're building this year. And I definitely do not think that Ron Rivera will be there after this year. On the Cowboys, and I mean, they, like I said, they beat up inferior competition. They did exactly what they're supposed to do against an inferior team. No, it's not a team that has a winning record, so a team that's above 500. But I do think there was a lot to like about this win. They basically put the pedal to the metal, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Dak has continued to play some of the best football that we have seen him play. And CeeDee Lamb has definitely established himself as a number one, and I'm definitely liking that. Brandon Cooks is finally starting to really get involved, you know. And Deron Bland is a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He just keeps picking the ball off, you know. He's picking the ball off, and then obviously any chances you have Micah Parsons, you're going to always be in good company. But don't forget about Odigizua. Don't forget about Demarcus Lawrence. Don't forget about Sam Williams. Don't forget about the various different guys that we have to throw off the to throw onto the edges and, you know, keep guys fresh and stuff throughout the game. I think this is a really, really good Cowboys team. I'm not going to be one of those fans talking about, oh, this is our year or anything like that. But I definitely can say that I like what I'm seeing, you know. I do think that we have put a really good roster together and that it's finally playing up to its potential. I feel like we've underachieved in previous seasons, but finally it seems like this we're overachieving in a way. We're finally doing what we're supposed to do, you know, finally. And maybe it was about getting Kellen Moore out of town, you know, and having, you know, Big Mike, you know, basically take over and everything. I mean, he's been cooking. I'm not going to lie. I mean, at first, you know, that Texas Coast offense or whatever they were trying to call it, that was not working at first. But, you know, Mike went back into the lab and, you know, there's been cooking since then. It's been looking really good. I mean, Dax, like I said, Dax developed into an MVP candidate. C. Lamb has established himself as a number one receiver. You know, some of those other trades that we made in the offseason, the one for Brandon Cooks is finally starting to play dividends. Running game is probably not really where you would want it, but I do think that it will continue to get better for sure. And potentially maybe we get, you know, another power back, you know, more so than Tony Pollard because I think he's more – lightning <laughs> you know than thunder we kind of need that thunder like we had with zeke so potentially i don't know we'll have to see what happened you know they're talking about also to kind of shore up the defense because we obviously lost you know vanderish for a linebacker position that maybe shaq leonard might come but i mean our linebackers are pretty good but you can never have you know too much depth just in case you know you have another injury but we'll see what happens 49ers seahawks so 49ers they have been coming back lately <laughs> Uh, we really weren't sure, you know, after they kind of had that losing streak, after they had the long 
long winning streak at the very beginning of the season, but Brock Purdy looks like he's come back. <laughs> he's come back with authority. That team is back to doing their own cooking. You know, as long as you have Kyle Shanahan, I think that that's always going to be a factor, as well as having Brandon Ayuk be there, George Kittle. You know, they always have had a strong defense. So I think that the every aspect of that team was able to show up and they were able to get a win. <laughs> they were able to get a win and just play some really good football. I mean, you don't want to see the 49ers ever, you know what I'm saying? Especially as we get closer and closer to January. You don't want to see them ever, you know, because of all the different things that they can do, the different factors they can throw at you. Overall, basically, the 49ers versus the Seahawks was a very good game. We're going to be very interested to see how the 49ers match up with the Eagles next week and to see if finally all that talk they were talking after last year's championship game, if it is valid, <laughs> you know, since Brock Purdy is healthy and they basically return pretty much the same team, even with some new added pieces because now they have Chase Young over there on their defensive line. So we're going to see this week. Getting into the Dolphins and Jets game, um, the Dolphins just beat up on the Jets. I mean, I don't think anybody expected the Jets to really be doing anything pretty much at this point in the season. I mean, perhaps if Aaron Rodgers was still playing, maybe we're having a different conversation. But up until this point, ever since Aaron Rodgers got hurt, the Jets have been pretty much very up and down. They finally did, you know, bench Zach Wilson, which I think was a great move because he clearly wasn't taking them anywhere. I mean, you don't basically trade the farm for another quarterback if you have you don't trade the farm for something you already have you know and they basically did acquire Aaron Rodgers you know and him going down that put them pretty much in a bad situation having to start Zach Wilson again because they really wanted him to sit and learn however none of the other options they have are really that inspiring so while I think it's incredibly ambitious and like for Aaron Rodgers to want to return, that he has been able to rehab very, very quickly. I don't believe that there is even a purpose at this point because the Jets will be dropping out of the playoff race probably next week, <laughs> to be completely honest. There's just nothing there to justify him coming back. I mean, it's a very unfortunate what happened because I think the Jets are really banking on that to be able to take him to the next level. That's why they made the trade in the first place. But they just haven't been able to show anything. They've really struggled in pretty much every aspect <laughs> The defense has been really, really solid, which is why they went to go get Aaron Rodgers because they felt like they were a quarterback away. But as we've seen, you know, they're not really a quarterback where they needed a lot more, you know, because even the receivers they went to go get, like Lazard, Cobb, they really haven't done a whole whole much, whole bunch. Now, Nathaniel Hackett has been pretty much disastrous as a play crawler, and they've not really scored a whole bunch of touchdowns. You know, the running game has been, you know, slowly getting better, but Dalvin Cook really hasn't added anything. Brees Hall really has taken over that. So it's just another pretty much down season in New York jet land. However, the Dolphins, on the other hand, are clearly a favorite to go to the Super Bowl. They pretty much hit the pedal to the metal. Two is an MVP candidate. Tyreek is an MVP candidate. He's potentially about to go over 2,000 yards. So that's one of the reasons he's def reasons that he is definitely already in that conversation. He's been in that conversation for several weeks. Tua has been able to essentially come back after all the concussions and things that we saw last season, where we potentially thought he may retire because it just may have been better for him to do that medically. But he's been able to come back, protect himself, and they've been a really, really solid team this year. And they have 
done pretty much everything that you've expected them to do, and they've been firing on all cylinders. Getting Jalen Ramsey back for the past couple weeks has just been done nothing but add to their defense, and they're going places. <laughs> they're a really, really strong team. They're a fast team. They're an exciting team to watch, and they can put up points in a hurry. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they match up, you know, come January where it really matters the most. But they did exactly what they were supposed to do to the Jets, beat them down, <laughs> you know, beat inferior competition. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. So excited to see what the Dolphins will be doing here in the next couple of weeks. Getting over to the Buccaneers and Colts game, I think the Bucks season has basically taken a turn. <laughs> um, they started off really, really strong. You know, Baker Mayfield is still having a career resurgence and things of that nature. But they really have kind of just went down, <laughs> downhill very quickly. Um, obviously, that was to be expected, you know, trying to replace Tom Brady, arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history, you know, with Baker Mayfield, which people were basically saying was a failed number one overall pick. But he has come back with a fury this season. He's been really, really good. But um, I just think the Buccaneers are really kind of in a rebuilding, retooling type of land, and they're probably going to have to start selling off some of those higher-priced veterans and either letting some of them go. I mean, potentially Mike Evans may not be there after this season. So, you know, people that were a part of that Super Bowl-winning team, you know, may not be there. Um, while Todd Bowles is a great defensive coach, I mean, I think he has struggled a bit being the head coach again. I think he calls great defenses, but um, I think offensively, you know, trying to call the offensively, it's just kind of lacking. And then they really don't have a run game either. They haven't really had one since, you know, playoff Lenny was there. And, yes, they've spent, you know, money to, you know, get a running game, acquire one, but it's not really done a whole lot. So the Bucks, I mean, they're still being played. I mean, they're pretty much a weak division. I mean, the Falcons, the Saints – and the Panthers, I mean, Panthers obviously aren't going anywhere, which we'll be discussing here in a few minutes, but, uh, you know, they still have the potential, you know, to do something, but it's, it, you know, it's by no means like the Super Bowl that they were accustomed to. The Colts, I think they have been able to rebound, you know, tremendously over these past couple of weeks, especially after losing, you know, Anthony Richardson, which was their high-value draft prospect. They've been able to move on from that and just really – Plays really good football, and I think plays some unexpected football. I don't really think people really expected him to do a whole, whole bunch. Another first-year head coach, but he has really been able to write that ship, and they've been able to do some really great things this year. And they're doing pretty well. I mean, they've always had great pieces. I mean, they definitely, you know, they just needed a coach to maximize those pieces, you know, maximize having a Jonathan Taylor, a Michael Pittman, Alex Pierce. You know, they've had a great offensive line for many, many years. The defense was pretty solid. I mean, they did let Chuck Leonard go, but they still have a pretty solid defense. So I do think they can make a little bit of noise in the AFC South, you know. Um, I don't really think that they're going to go that far in the playoffs, but I definitely think there is a potential for them to make the playoffs. But, I mean... The Texans are also in that division. <laughs> Jaguars lead them in that division, so that's going to be tough. But um, I do like how the Colts have, you know, played this year in spite of losing, you know, that the very, very exciting rookie that we were able to watch the first couple couple weeks of the season. Getting into the Patriots-Giants game, we're going to keep this brief. <laughs> um, Patriots, yeah, down, not happening. 
Uh, Mac Jones is not him, <laughs> and uh, there's just nothing really to be excited about in New England anymore. They have just basically floundered. Ten, I mean, floundered. <laughs> That's really all you can say. There's nothing really good in any aspect. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> they don't have any receivers. They don't have a run game. They really don't have anything, to be honest. I mean, their defense, you know, there are – couple pieces that are very interesting Matthew Judon being over there um Christian Gonzalez but uh really outside of the couple good pieces they have on you know defense and maybe their offensive line that, that's really all the time where the compliments can stop so yeah Patriots not really a whole lot to talk about sorry Patriots fans but this has been a very brutal brutal season for y'all and Bill Belichick may be on his way out Giants on the other hand pretty much the same thing I mean their rookie quarterback has been able to come in and do a little bit of something and provide a little bit of insight. But, I mean, they did just beat the Patriots. I mean, they're, they're like, probably one of the suckiest teams, if not the suckiest team in the league. But, I mean, hey, you can't help what your competition is. And the Giants did what they were supposed to do. They made enough plays to win at the end of the day. They do have pieces that are good. They do have Darren Waller over there. They do have Saquon Barkley. You know, their O-line is decent. Defense is decent. So it's really no surprise they were able to, you know, put that all together and make a couple more plays in the Patriots because the Patriots essentially at this point are tanking. <laughs> they need to acquire an effusion of youth. And the Giants, when you think about it, they really do too. They have some decisions to make as far as, you know, if they really want, you know, Daniel Jones to come back because he did suffer a massive injury, unfortunately. Prayerfully, he will recover quickly and that the rehab will go great so that he can come back better than he was even before. But after such a major inju- injury and all the money they did just invest to him, you do have to wonder that as that is a question that has been brought up. Are they really going to reinvest and really, you know, have him come back? It does seem like they are. They're going to give him the opportunity to at least see what he is like after. But I think even what you were seeing before was just okay, and it's always just going to be okay, you know. Nothing more, nothing less. Getting into the Steelers-Bengals game, so this is a couple games after, you know, obviously the Bengals lost Joe Burrow. So I think essentially their season really is over. Um, Yes, they still do have Jamar Chase. They still have Tyler Boyd. They still have T. Higgins. They still have Joe Mixon. They still have a great defense. But, you know, even having all of that, you have to have that guy behind the center. And Jake Browning, you know, no offense, is – you know, a backup quarterback for a reason. I don't really believe he's going to be able to take them any places. I definitely don't believe that it's anything like what Philly had when Carson Wentz went down and, you know, Nick Foles was able to step up and bring them all in the Super Bowl. I don't believe they're about to have any type of run like that because that team was just completely different. Um, I do believe the Bengals will be competitive. They may, I don't know, they're still going to make the playoffs more than likely, but I think they pretty much will be out pretty much if not the first game they played, definitely by the second. Still, on the other hand, they've played some pretty mediocre ball this entire year, but it's been mediocre enough for them to win, so, um, you know, firing Matt Canada seems to have awakened the offense a little bit, they've been able to showcase a little bit more, their defense has always been good, but every time you have T.J. Watt, they have Joey Porter Jr. over there, you know, Cameron Hayward, I mean, they have great pieces, so, any, you know, to, that really is to be expected, but they've just really been playing some middling ball, but, I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, so, he was going to get those guys to wake up and perform when it, when it was time to, and he has been able to accomplish that. So the Steelers have been able to be 
you know, decent this year. I mean, they're not world beaters by any means, but, I mean, it definitely was enough to make Steelers fans happy. Getting into the Panthers and Titans game now, we just talked about the Panthers. They just fired their head coach. <laughs> so, uh, pretty much tells you how things were going there. <laughs> you know, I think Bryce Young has struggled tremendously, but I pretty much think that this was to be expected. I mean, they traded away a number one wide receiver to acquire Bryce Young, which is what all young quarterbacks need, is a number one wide receiver. And, I mean, they haven't really acquired one. Um, they did draft Jonathan Mingo, but I think that's more of a complimentary piece, like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, than a wide receiver one. And they did sign Adam Thielen, but I think his wide receiver one days are really much, really pretty much behind him. I mean, he's able to be like a security blanket type more than a guy that can grow with Bryce Young. And I mean, their O-line is just disastrous. So there's a lot of different things that have to do in Carolina to really fix what is broken, to really get the max value out of having Bryce Young as your quarterback. Titans, on the other hand, I mean, we talked, we've been talking about them. We talked about them last week, but they've essentially have been able to find, I believe, what their quarterback in the future will be, at least for right now, Will Levis, which is why I think they've given him this long of audition, even with Ryan Tannehill now being healthy, you know, just to see what he can do and see if they really do want to move forward with him or not. I think that Malik Willis is probably out on Tennessee. I think they've seen enough. They didn't just draft Will Levis for no reason, and they moved up to get him as well. So you really have to put all those different factors into it. But Tennessee is also pretty much a rebuilding team. I mean, they kind of did that when they were trading away A.J. Brown, then they traded away Kevin Byard. I mean, they're just kind of shipping out veterans. I mean, Derrick Henry was also in that conversation, so was DeAndre Hopkins. They'll probably be brought up again once we get closer to the offseason. But I think they'll be looking more to rebuild and rebuild around Will Levis, excuse me, than anything else before they're really getting competitive again. Getting into the Jaguar-Texan game, this was an incredible game. Went right down to the wire. Um, Two division foes. The Jaguars are going to come out on top. They've been great under Doug Peterson. Charlie Lawrence has taken that next step. Calvin Calvin Ridley has come back with a fire. They have... um, Travis Etienne, they do have a tough defense, and they have um, the Evan Ingram, I could not think of the guy's name, they do have Evan Ingram there that was really good for them, which they were able to resign him, I believe that's like a security blanket for um, Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence has just been able to really take that next step and establish himself as a top quarterback in this league. So we've seen great things from the Jaguars. I definitely think they at least make it to the second round of the playoffs. But they're not going to quite go to the big to the big games just yet. Take another year of seasoning, but definitely like the direction they're going. Texans, on the other hand, you know, they have an MVP candidate in C.J. Stroud. He's just come in and pretty much lit the league on fire. He's played really, really well, and he showed that, you know, the notion that, um, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks are not playing the league is false. But D'Amico Ryans has essentially changed that whole culture around and really brought a different type of energy and fire to that locker room and those guys that they have been competitive in every single game that they've played and that he was the right hire for them. So Texans are going up, and they deserve that. They've suffered through a lot of different things. But they're definitely here. Getting into the Saints-Falcons, they were also, these are division foes in the same conference and the same division. Um, 
but uh, really two tale of two different teams. <laughs> Saints have struggled mightily this year with Derek Carr at the quarterback. I mean, I think we thought that the Raiders letting him go was a really bad move, but honestly, it may have made more sense at the time than any of us potentially could have even realized, because um, he's not looked that good at all with the Saints. I mean, they still do have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, you know, they still have their defense, but they have just struggled mightily, honestly, with him as a quarterback. They haven't really went anywhere, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think they're about to be in caps salary hell, and that that Derek Carr move is going to look even worse going into the offseason because he's not shown that he was worth that money at all. And he's actually been more of a bad factor than a good one, you know. Falcons, they have their own problems. I mean, not turning their number eight overall pick loose would be the first one. Not really developing their number four overall pick tie-in would be another one. <laughs> then, you know, not having a quarterback, that would be a third problem. <laughs> but they've done enough to win. They did, you know, at least try to turn Bajan loose a little bit in this game. Um, Kyle Pitts is still struggling a little bit. Uh, Desmond Ritter, you know, not really that guy. Taylor Heineke, not really that guy either. So they definitely have to get a quarterback. But I think for right now, I mean, they're doing just fine. They should definitely, you know, get a playoff game because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the leaders in their conference right now. So the way it's going, it's definitely going to probably just come down to the Saints and the Falcons because um, I do not believe the Bucks will be a factor. So. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe the Bucks will be a factor at all. But um, we'll see. They're going to have to do some different changes in the offseason for sure. So Rams-Cardinals. So Rams played a really great game. We have not seen them play this well in quite some time. I mean, Matt Stafford threw for four touchdowns. And, you know, Kyron Williams was able to come back and, Pretty much go for over a hundred, so and then they had their superstar duo, Cooper Cup and Puka Naku, you know, do great things. And they've always still had a defense. I mean, it's not that you have the Aaron Donald, you're gonna always be in great company, so no worries there. Kyler Murray's was able to come back and play some great ball, he did a great job. They just did not have enough, and they don't have enough anyway. That's why they're gonna be picking within the first four picks of the draft, so but I think it's gonna be able to be get some pieces around that Wooly will be able to help him, you know, get him on number one wide receiver. Excuse me, because they don't have that anymore. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown is not it. He's more of a complimentary piece than anything else. And um, I think that we'll be seeing some changes in the Cardinals women. They've, they've been competitive all year, but they just don't have enough to really finish those games, essentially. Getting into the Browns, Broncos, I mean, the Broncos have been definitely on a hot streak. Russell Wilson has been cooking, basically come back from the dead. We, a lot of us wrote him off. I mean, I definitely said, like, they weren't regretting that. I mean, com compared to what the Seattle Seahawks had got from Russell Wilson, you know, the Broncos, they just was not a fair trade. It was not a fair offer at any, at this point. You know, we were seeing a lot of red flags, but, um, hey, they, they've been able to turn it around under Sean Payton. I think it just shows the difference of having – a coach is willing to help you and put you in those correct positions, those right positions to be able to be, 
you know, the best version of yourself and be able to be successful ultimately. Uh, the Browns, on the other hand, I mean, they're struggling. Obviously, Deshaun Watson out for the season. You know, their backup went out, and they just had to sign Joe Flacco. So, I think while they have an amazing defense, that it's just going to be really hard to be competitive with a guy that really just came off his couch. And even if, you know, DTR does come back, I still just find that to be challenging because a rookie's never been able, you know, not never been able, but this rookies haven't been in those type of playoff high intense uh, situation where the team has Super Bowl aspirations. So I I think that while he could be successful if DTR does come back, I mean, I, I'm just not sure that it would really be able to be enough. Ultimately, I mean, the defense can only do so much. Bills-Eagles, well, this was a great game. This, this is another one that came right down to the wire. The Bills have just been in a free fall. While Josh Allen has been great in certain spots, you know, he's been horrible in others. You know, their defense has made some boneheaded decisions, and uh, it's cost them. You know, it's cost some people their jobs, and it may cost a couple more people their jobs. They're just not playing well. There's been something really off with them this year. There's something that is seriously wrong, you know. Not sure what it is, but there's just something wrong with the formula, honestly. Something is not working, you know. Eagles, on the other hand, I mean, they have an MVP candidate, Jim Hurts. I mean, they have all the different pieces. A.J. Brown is, you know, a top three receiver in this league right now. They have an excellent offensive line, excellent defense, and they're just figuring out how to win these really close and tough, nitty-gritty games, you know, that come down to the wire. They're figuring out how to win even despite that, you know. So that's really all you can say for that, but uh, – yeah, <laughs> Chiefs Raiders, the Chiefs have always been the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to always be able to be competitive and be in game as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and you have Travis Kelsey. I mean, while they don't really have any other receivers, <laughs> you know, those two are a pretty dangerous combo in themselves, and their defense is fairly good. Raiders, on the other hand, I mean, they're doing great under Antonio Pierce, but um, they're going to have to make a couple different decisions in the offseason. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo essentially was – a horrible signing for them in the offseason last year. So hopefully they'll be able to right that wrong and either draft their quarterback in the future or trade for him or sign him in free agency or even just find somebody that can be like a stopgate, even though I do think that they like Aiden O'Connell, but maybe even maybe even getting somebody else will be beneficial as well. Getting into the Ravens, Chargers, I mean, the Chargers have just not been good this entire season, really. I mean, they've been in a couple games, but uh, the offense and the defense, I mean, it's it's just been really, it's just been really kind of okay. <laughs> um, Justin Herbert has still been Justin Herbert, but his receivers have not helped him, you know, in certain situations at all, and especially in this game, they were just dreadful, <laughs> so... Defense was just okay. Ravens, they have, you know, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, so they're always going to be able to be in it. And Lamar has been able to take his game to the next level with having adequate receivers and having adequate people available at his disposal this year. So I think that's been really, really exciting to see. But the Chargers are, you know, getting Kellen Moran has not paid the dividends I think that they thought it was going to. I mean, they just are pretty much the same, if not worse, to be completely honest. And then our last game, we got the Bears and the Vikings. I mean, it was just... It was an interesting game, really. I mean, you know, Dobbs' magic ran out. I mean, he threw, like, four picks this game. 
you know, the Bears were able to make enough plays to win the really close and tight game. But it just, it was very interesting. Um, I mean, Dobbs just had a really bad game, and that hurt him from the jump, essentially. You know, that just hurt him from the jump. All the picks that he threw, I mean, he did, you know, do something in the end, but it just ultimately really wasn't enough. Um, Justin Fields was just really average. DJ Moore showed out over 100 yards. They're great for me in fantasy, so. But uh, I don't think, you know, Dobbs' magic is over. I just think he had a really bad game. You know, the Bears' defense is underrated. So they do still have Jalen Johnson over there, you know, the guy that was trying to get out of Chicago. He probably will in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it <laughs> for that. Vikings will be back. You know, the Bears are just average. They seem to perform better in primetime games for some reason than in regular games. So, but uh, that's all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I appreciate it so, so much. I love being able to do this and just having my listen to different ideas and things that I saw and just y'all being here. Y'all really mean a lot. Thank you so much for liking, sharing, commenting, listening from all the different places that y'all listen to, even out of this country. I think that's awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Anything that you want to see, you want to hear about, you want to talk about, leave it down in the comments. Comment on the Twitter page, Facebook page. And or leave on the Spotify. You can leave questions and comments on there. So thank you all so much. I will see y'all next week for another NFL recap and NBA news. Peace.